If you have not been with us, we've been in a series on will God still love me if dot, dot, dot. And um, Ivan brought a powerful word last week, super grateful for Ivan uh, sharing his testimony and sharing about the times in, in life when, when it can seem kind of hard and whatnot. And, and he reminded us of how, you know, we are to run to Jesus, as we just saying, run to the Father, the one who can indeed uh, sustain us and fill us when we are lost. Hey, uh, has anybody ever felt like defenseless before? Does anybody know what, I, what defenseless means? Okay, so nobody ra- raises their hands. So I'm assuming you have no idea what I'm talking about. But you probably do. You just didn't want to raise your hand. So defenseless. It's like when there's absolutely nothing you can do to uh, save yourself, right? There's absolutely nothing that you can do because uh, the power or the strength that someone has on you is too strong. Or maybe you're in a situation where you're like cornered. Has anybody ever felt like they were cornered? Like, like you were just like, oh man, there's nothing I can do. I'm going to die, right? Type of thing. Well, this is one of my favorite, uh, I, I think one of my favorite videos of all time. I'm gonna sh- we're going to show this really quick. And um, you'll understand why in a second. So we can show it real quick. shouldn't like but literally like a baby is like has no like has no shot no chance right to survive literally it's 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 about to die uh and and so it's a nerf gun don't worry but this baby's like running and it's in slow motion and then right in front of him is a couch and there's absolutely nothing he can do and he just gets shot in the back he's like ah (laughs) there's another one where like this guy this kid is behind like a an ac unit and the dad comes with a nerf gun and the kid's just like yelling, like in slow motion. It's one of the most funniest things I've ever seen. And, and I feel like all of us at one point have felt like that before. And particularly though, particularly though um, have felt like that by people. Uh, one of the things that's one of the most frustrating things that I, I hear often about is bullying. Is this idea that we can overpower someone because we can, because we feel entitled to, because we feel just anger, frustration. And in some ways, you know, those people that that feel backed in a corner have no idea why this person could be doing something to them because they never have a chance to talk to them. And then on the other side, it's frustrating to think about students on that end who are defenseless, who are receiving harassment, bullying, hatred, just, just being picked on because of what it leads to. And if you don't know, even today, one of the biggest proponents of bullying is online sources. You can literally have like a, an anonymous Page. You can create a fake profile and just start bullying people. That's, that's very common. And not just with students, but across the world. 
with college students, with even adults. And it leads to emotional damage, emotional scars that last a lifetime. But today, we're going to read a story of a time when Jesus himself was cornered, was, in a sense, defenseless. You see, often I don't think we realize that Jesus does indeed understand everything that we're going through, regardless of whether you think it or not. Jesus has emotions, has feelings. I'm not going to use this. I'm going to use my phone. And if you have your Bibles, we'll be in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. If you give me a moment, for some reason, this isn't opening up. There we go. Awesome. I love it. Okay, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Let me read this for y'all. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them was extremely hungry. The devil said to him, if you're truly the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man should not live on bread alone. The devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, says the devil to Jesus, it will be all yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and said, and and had him stand on the highest points of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. But then Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So as we're reading here, Jesus has been in a forest for 40 days, 40 nights, not eating anything, going through it. And at the end of 40 days, the devil comes and starts to tempt him, starts to frustrate him and, and tell him, hey, if you're really God, you can do this or do that. But one thing that, that I want us to know is really quickly is that Jesus understands what it means to be defenseless. Jesus understands what it means to be defenseless. And the first temptation to turn a stone into bread, it was in a sense for him to, to distrust the father's care for him and to set up for himself and shift for provision for himself in a way that his father had not appointed for him, right? When we're bullied or harassed, we're tempted to believe that God doesn't care for us. However, Jesus used this knowledge of scripture to defeat the lies of Satan. And we can do the same for those who harass us because God cares when we are hurt. We might feel inwardly or outwardly damaged by others, but that in no way makes us less wanted by God. And I hear it all the time. If God really loved me, then 
Why would he allow this bully to continue to bully me? Right? And then what happens is they start to believe the lie that, you know what? God doesn't love them. Because they start believing what someone who is harassing them is telling them. Oh, you're, you're not valuable. No, you're, you're dumb. You're stupid. You're, you're ugly. You're, you're annoying. No one loves you. And, and, and all these things that keep fooling the mind, obviously, is going to eventually stick. And the devil will use that to try to convince you that it's true. And, for, and, and to convince you that God indeed does not love you. But what, what Jesus does here is he understands the scripture. He understands who God is. And so if you were to understand who our God is, then I would pray and hope that you would be able to continue to run to him for defense, for uh, rest, for, 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 for as a fortress, right? Uh, for protection. You see, during his time in the wilderness, Jesus was bullied and harassed by Satan. Satan tempted him in the areas that he knew would hurt him the most. And that's so interesting that, that, that sometimes anybody just have that person that knows exactly what to say to just like tick you off. They know exactly how to treat you so that you can react in a specific way. And there are, there are things that, that, that trigger me so fast and, and, and I'm trying and continue to try to learn to how to take control, to remind myself like, hey, this isn't necessarily true. And that's what the devil wants to do. He picks at exactly what would hurt the most. After not eating for 40 days, Jesus was hungry. So obviously he's going to say, hey, why don't you turn this into food? Right? Then he showed up all the kingdoms in the world and offered him authority. Then Satan told Jesus to prove his power by saving himself from a fall. You see, Satan offered pleasure by uh, uh, prestige and power, but Jesus withstood the temptation. We can see that Satan knew when and where to punch the hardest so it would hurt the most. You see, he's the greatest bully of all time, and it's the, and it, but he's not the only one to use those tactics. You see, many people experience bullying or abuse from other people, but Jesus isn't unfamiliar with the pain that causes it. But here's my question for us is that, who are you today in this room? You don't have to raise your hand or anything like that, but, but are you the defenseless? Are you the one being harassed? Are you the one being bullied? Are you the one being fed lies? Or are you the offender? Are you the one telling those lies? Are you the one having people believe a certain way that you know isn't necessarily true? Because, but if you're the defenseless, then I have news for you. Is that Jesus loves you so much. In fact, Jesus loves the defenseless. And in, in, in Matthew 9, 36, it says this. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus felt compassion towards people, right? Two powerful words from this passage are harassed and helpless. Skelio, the Greek word often translated as harassed means to skin, to rend, to mangle, to trouble, to annoy. Ripto means to cast throw down, to set down with haste or want of care. 
Those words were chosen for our English Bible seem to convey a less significant treatment of the people about whom Jesus was speaking. But based on these definitions, we can observe that Jesus cared deeply, deeply for those who suffered. I mean, uh, Ivan spoke about that last week where Jesus wept with Martha and Mary for Lazarus. He cares about your suffering because he has also gone through it. He cares about your temptation and has compassion on you. He's also not just someone who has been defenseless. He's also a defender. He is mighty. He will fight for you because he loves you. And my question is, are we maybe in the middle of that where we're neither the harassed or the offender, but are we standing and watching and allowing for these things to happen? Allowing for your friend to get hurt Allowing for, for someone to, to contemplate thoughts of suicide. For someone to never want to come to Wednesday night remedy because they feel like this person's going to be there and they're just going to make fun of them. It's happened. And it's frustrating. Because Jesus not only is the defenseless, he's the defender. And he says that, he, that, that they will know you're my disciples if you love one another. Do you love people enough to actually stand up for them as well, students? When I was a, a kid, I went to an after-school program. I was living in South Dakota. And my parents both worked, so I had to like, stay a little bit longer after school. And one of the things that... Um, I had to do, I never did, was to fill out like a card. Uh, and I, I was just a kid. I just, all I saw were like video games and like a pool table. I was like, I'm just going to walk in, right? But they would always ask me, right? Hey, hey, have you filled out your card? I, we need your parents' information. Yada, yada. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I would put it in my backpack. I go home and I forget about it, right? And that happened a few days in a row until finally um, the guy, the, like the guy who checks, checks in people, I walk in, he's like, hey, where's your card? And I say, man, I, I don't have it. And he goes, I can't let you in. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm like in, in kindergarten, bro. Like, I'm like, what do you mean you can't let me in, bro? Like, like where am I going to go? Like, what am I supposed to do? Right? He's like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. And, and so what I did was I walked out and I was just crying because I was terrified. I felt like, where do I? Because I'm just used, right, to seeing my dad come in and say, all right, let's go, Right? But this time I wasn't allowed to go in. I, I felt literally defenseless. Like I, I had no excuse. And so I went outside and I'm just crying literally. Nobody's around. Given this is probably like, like not responsible by the school either. Like they should have at least had somebody out there or something. But, but they let a little kid just wander off out of school. And I was sitting outside and I was just crying. And then my dad came in. And he goes, hey, what are you doing out here? What are you doing outside? And I'm like, dad, they didn't let me in because I didn't fill out the car, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what? Yo, let me tell you, man, my dad, I love my dad. Like, you, if you know, if you've been around for a while, you know how much I love my dad. And he went in there and, and I remember like, I remember he was just tearing this guy a new one because he was just like, how could you let this kid just sit outside, blah, blah, blah. He got the card, he filled it out. This guy is red, embarrassed because everyone's like laughing at this dude because he knew that he messed up to let a little kid just be out wandering by himself outside, like in the middle of nowhere. 
And, and in that moment, like, I was like, eh, right? Like, like my dad was like, I just, first, I just felt this confidence of like, man, you can't tell me no anymore. Like, you can't not allow me to be in this place anymore. And I think for some of us, we need to be reminded that our father in the same way is going to come to the rescue. He's going to come to defend us. He's going to come to tell you that one day the person that is harassing you, the person that is bullying you is going to give an account to the Lord is going to have to step forward and face a judge for the things that they have done. And he will come and comfort you and rescue you. But here's the thing that I think might be hard for us. In the same light that Jesus loves and has compassion for the defenseless, Jesus also loves the offender. And it's, that's a hard pill to swallow. As a kid, I probably wouldn't have understood it to think that, what do you mean? This guy kicked me out. How could Jesus love a guy who hates kids, <laughs> right? Like, like, why would he, how could he love them? And I'm, and I'm reminded of a story of Barabbas. If you don't know who Barabbas is, on the day that Jesus um, was pick, picked up from um, the Last Supper and, you know, they put him in chains, uh, Pontius Pilate was the Roman leader at the time, or one of the Roman leaders at the time. And, and he brought Jesus, right, in front of people, a large crowd, and then he also brought Barabbas. And Barabbas was a thug. He was a murderer. He was evil. And Pontius goes, okay, we have Jesus, who's done nothing but heal people, done nothing but have compassion for the defenseless. And then we have Barabbas, who is a murderer, a thief, a thug. Who do you want? Because during that time, every year, he would release a prisoner. Well, who do you want? Oh, we want Barabbas. We want Barabbas. <laughs> Pontius is like, what? Again, here's someone who hasn't done anything necessarily wrong except upset you because of the way he speaks, heals people, opens blind eyes, but you want Barabbas, the murderer and thug and thief. Yeah, we want Barabbas. So they go to Barabbas, they take off his chains, and, and they let Barabbas go. And there's no story that says, Barabbas looks to Jesus and says, oh, thank you so much. No, no. Barabbas goes off. He doesn't even care. And the thing is that Barabbas thinks that the people let him go. No, it was, it was the love of Jesus that said, let him go. But Jesus, he would never even recognize you. I know, but I, I love him. Let him go. But, but God, he... he he, he doesn't deserve, he doesn't even acknowledge that you've done, I know, but, but I love him. Let him go. If you don't know, we, we, we are Barabbas. In the same way that, that maybe some of us have felt harassed or bullied. In the same way we've, we've hurt God We've heard Jesus by not acknowledging who he is or what he's done for us. 
But the beauty is, is that he still loves you, plain and simple. And so my prayer tonight for us, if you're the defenseless, there's a defender. If you're the, if you're the offender, there's grace that comes from Jesus to forgive and to redeem. And if you're just a bystander, then you have a mission to love one another and to protect regardless of how you feel. Let me pray first. Jesus, I thank you so much for tonight. I pray that you continue to move in us. I pray that um, if there's anyone in this room who has been bullied, has been harassed, who's been just neglected or hurt by people, that you would, you would heal them their emotional scars, their emotional damages. I also pray for those in this room who, who hurt others through their words, that you would convict them, that you would give them a heart that would have compassion instead of hatred and anger, because you do love them as well. And I pray for all of us, Father, that, would, that we would be bold to step up in times where people are being put down that we would not shy from those moments, but instead represent you and the love that you have for the world. It's your name we pray. Amen.